fifth time I have a dog staying with me who is, again, a dog I bred. And she's here to get some health testing done. Uh, it's spring 2022 and we are in a time period where veterinarians are seriously overburdened and it can take a long time to get an appointment even for basic services so her vet up in New York State said the soonest they could get her her OFA x-rays of her hips and her elbows done was six to eight weeks so I called my repro vet down here in Virginia and hooray we could get in in three and a half so she's here with me this week to get that done so it's important for any breeder who is quote unquote trying to do it right to be aware of the health issues in their breed and to be proactively health testing them, their breeding stock. That can be x-rays for hips, elbows, both hip dysplasia and elbow dysplasia are painful for the dog, cause early onset arthritis and are expensive, frankly, to medicate and treat. So how much better would it be if we could just actively breed away from the specimens with the bad hips and the bad elbows? So that's what responsible breeders do. It might arguably be less of an issue in some of the toy breeds. They're prone to some other orthopedic issues like uh, luxating patellas. It's another way of seeing slipping kneecaps and some things like that. That, you know, while maybe you say, well, those dogs aren't working breeds. They, they don't need to be able to move efficiently or run efficiently or whatever. But you don't want them to hurt themselves just jumping up and down off your sofa. So, so you want to really quiz the people that you buy your dogs from about the health issues that exist in the breed and what they are doing, what tests they are running. Some of the common ones are thyroid issues. A lot of breeds have problems with low thyroid. So having thyroid tested is often a good idea. Um, a lot of breeds have specific breed issues. Um, perhaps one of the best known is copper toxicosis in Bedlington Terriers. That's a fatal condition. But it is um, able to be ruled in or out by a genetic test to know whether any particular breeding stock 
is clear of the condition, a carrier, or is affected. And, and then there's responsible ways that you, you breed around that. In standard schnauzers, there's dilated cardiomyelopathy, DCM. Also a genetic condition that is easy to interpret on a blood test that our national club developed, paid to have developed as a tool for us to use because DCM was fatal in affected puppies often before they were two years old. It was just terrible and heartbreaking. And so testing. If you want to sort of pre-know the kinds of answers that you should be getting to these questions from the breeders that you might be asking that you are interested in their breed. Every AKC accepted breed and many rare breeds also have a website for their national club. And you can Google that up to find the the web address for their website and virtually every one of those national club websites has a tab for breed health or health testing that you can go to to learn about the conditions that exist for that breed and then when you go to talk to a breeder and you ask them the question, what health issues exist in this breed? And if they tell you, oh, there aren't any, they're either, I'll be kind and say they're uninformed, or they're just straight up lying to you. Because there are no breeds that have no health issues. And the more popular the breed is, the more likely they are to have some inherited breed issues because there's a larger proportion of people breeding who are uninformed or just breeding that breed because they're popular and they know that they can easily sell the puppies. So that's the first test. Ask them what What problems, what health problems exist in this breed? And then the next set of questions, when the breeder says, well, there's this and this and this, and that jives with what you found on the website, on the National Club information page, then you ask, what are you doing to prevent that from being an issue in your lines, in your breeding stock. And they should be able to tell you the tests that they're running. And when you ask for the results of those tests, they should be willing to share them with you. If they're not, that's a red flag. Maybe they don't like the results they got. 
Maybe they don't want to tell you the truth about the results that they got. So, it's a little bit like buying a used car. Where if you know the right questions to ask and you know the right way to quote-unquote kick the tires, you can get the information that helps you know whether you're looking at a good one or not. And by a good one, I don't mean anything about the dog's personality, the dog's temperament, the dog's lovabilityness. I just created a word. Lovableness. Lovability. It's purely a matter of what health issues can you expect to have to watch your dog suffer from and pay for. And while that's not everything about a dog, of course, it's not nothing either. We don't go into buying a dog so that we can watch them suffer early or for a long time or to pay thousands of dollars a year on medical maintenance in order to keep them comfortable. Responsible breeders are breeding dogs carefully so that the people that buy their puppies aren't faced with those situations. That's why it matters who you get your dog from, why it matters how much experience the breeder has with that breed and who that breeder's mentors are within the breed if they're still on the new side of breeding. Ask questions. Get the information. Responsible breeders want you to ask the question. And if you don't, that's a red flag for them. So, stepping off this little soapbox for now. But responsible breeders care about the future of the breed. And there's a lot of people who really just care about selling puppies. Don't buy your puppies from them. <laughs>